0: This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Oh, I hope you're ready, because here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie
1: and <laughs> Tina Shepherd. We are on the clock. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to push the button. It's okay, we're just going to jump right in. I thought it was funny, because actually my laptop, you have to actually
0: click the button, because it's not like a gentle, a gentle tap will not do. You have to actually click. So that's what I was ready for, and that's not what happened. No, so...
1: All right, this is a long reading today, so if you can stay with us. um, I'm not even open. um, Well, do you want me to read it today? No. I've never actually read it. No.
0: That's weird.
1: Okay. So we are talking, we are taking really just from one verse, so we kind of thought we would contrast last week's with the woman in Proverbs 31 um, and the virtuous woman, all of those great attributes. With another verse from Proverbs. Another Proverbs woman. Yes. Do you but think they can hear our dog snoring into the microphone? Probably so. But we're just going to go with it. It's fine. What yeah. verse did you say? 31?
0: 14. One? One. Oh. I don't know where I got 30. Well, the verse is 31. Woman. The virtuous. Yes. Okay. Yes. So. Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands so the point that I wanted to derive from this and and not not just the point that I want to derive from this but like just a general idea of where we're going with this podcast is how could a woman tear down her house with her own hands because more than likely that's not their goal she's not trying to tear down her own house with her own hands that's I don't think that that's what this verse is about I think it's what her actions are doing that in turn tear down her house, whether she's meaning to
1: or not. I think that that's exactly right. Because I think a lot of women end up doing this unintentionally and then look back and and still don't even see what they could have done differently that would have prevented that to begin with. So I think it's important we look at it and see. That way we can be careful to not do
0: so with our own households. That's right. Because it can happen to us if we're not careful.
1: Yeah. So um, one, one of the ways that I was thinking of that we can tear down our own household um, is in Ephesians four thirty two. This is a verse I went to often with my children as they were growing up because a lot of times We have a whole song. We do have a whole song about it a lot of times kids are not so nice to their siblings and so when like those little sibling rivalries would start we would turn to this verse and we would do a study on it and Wyatt and Addie made up this great little song which I am not going to sing for you um it but is. if you catch them sometime maybe they will sing it or McKenna she knows it too yeah. and because she grew up with my kids so Ephesians 4 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And we could also back up and read um, verses 29 and 30 as well. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are Sealed unto the day of redemption, but I think sometimes as wives, we can let bitterness grow within our hearts about little things um, from day to day that just make us unhappy, or we can be ungrateful with what we have, or we can start to compare our lives with the lives of those around us. Bad idea. Don't compare. Yes, it, it never ends well because either either you're full of pride then if you feel like you compare better than someone else. Or you're full of envy if you feel like you're falling short. So either way, it's not a good thing to compare yourself with others. But that bitterness, when it sets in, can just continue to grow. And it can make you unhappy in your relationship with your husband. I almost said
0: bitter. I'm not even kidding. I almost said
1: bitter. It can make you bitter. That bitterness can make you bitter. Wow. But I think one of the things that's so dangerous about it is that you don't even realize it's happening but then everything is kind of tainted by that bitterness. So the words that you speak. It's like
0: the opposite of rose-colored glasses. Yeah.
1: What color would that be? Brown. Brown colored, brown. You know, <laughs> brown colored glasses. <laughs> but really, Maybe. like, you start to see everything through a negative light as opposed to the positive. And if you're looking for negative things, if you're looking it's for gonna the bad, find you're going to find it everywhere. Because people are just, they're flawed. They're people. Yeah, they're oh, flawed. Oh, my goodness. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you're looking for the bad, you're going to find the bad, and it's it's going to be even more magnified. And so that bitterness then will come through and the things that you say to one another and the actions that you um, take towards one another and just everything is going to become sour, I guess. So, bitter. Bitter. So you got to put that away from you. And sometimes, I mean, there are days when that's, more of a challenge than others, but my I th- advice would be to sleep. Ooh, ooh, that's good biblical advice. I know. Go back to Elijah when he was yeah. having a rough time, and God it, said, God, "Eat, sleep, and repeat, and repeat. Yeah. Try it again." There was
0: a quote that somebody sent you, Kristen Ford. We'll just shout her out. She doesn't listen, I don't think. So, that's um, maybe we'll send her this. Anyways, life. um, she sent you a quote, but it was like. I don't remember exactly how it went, but if it was, it was like if you don't like yourself, go take a shower. If you feel like everybody doesn't like you, take a nap. And then there was, or you don't like everyone. It was eat a snack. Actually, I think I I, I think I nailed every one of those. So. I think you did get it, but it
1: really, I mean, a lot of it does come from taking care of yourself. And that is sound advice. Yes, in my experience. But I think sometimes, too, you just have to take every thought captive. And so when you start having those negative thoughts towards your husband or your children or something like that, you have to stop yourself. And you got to find the root. And, yeah, find the root of bitterness. Hmm. Sometimes, a lot of the time, it
0: is those things that we just said. You're not taking care of yourself, so your brain starts to spiral. It's
1: funny how we need things that are necessary for life in order to survive. Hmm, it's and like thrive. God. It's like God designed us that way. And the other advice I would have at those moments too is to go to Philippians four, verse eight. And so this is a verse I made myself memorize back when I was kind of having a really difficult time for a while with liking myself, and then I started to doubt that anyone else could like me. So I, this might sound silly to some of you, but some of you might be able to relate. To those, um, I think a lot of people can. Yeah. And so Philippians 4 verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Because my thoughts started to turn to where I was focusing on negative all of the time. And when you focus there, again, it just everything that comes to you you put that spin on it and so it just it feeds into more bitterness and more anger and more um, feelings of just inadequacy and all kinds of things so yeah I thought so I thought so so yeah just protecting your heart against those things will help in a lot of ways for you to not tear down your own house
0: right right and what I immediately thought of... Actually, it's funny because we both went from the same place with this because there's a lot of ways that we can accidentally tear down our own home. And we both went to the same chapter with the same thought immediately. So she had to find a different one.
1: That's okay because um, I had thought no, of just two. Kidding.
0: She that had five. To, She had two. I had one. So anyways, but my thought was if we read Titus t- 2... <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. If we read Titus two, and we read verses um, three through five, I'm just gonna go ahead and read those. It says,
1: the aged woman likewise. Did you hear me say aged? I was just gonna let that go. It's fine. They're <sighs> reading along, so they didn't even notice. But now they know. Well, I noticed, and it
0: <laughs> bothered me. So I'm sorry. Okay, the aged women likewise that they be in behavior. As becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. So the way I see it is one way that you can tear down your own home without even realizing it is by ignoring your role as the wife and as the mother and as the keeper at home. I think this gets lost a lot of the times, you know, like, I don't know.
1: I just feel like it does. Well, I think that we forget to value that role. And And so I think it's not valued in the world. It's It's not. So I think we live in a feminist world. Going back to the idea of comparing, right? If you are a stay at home wife or Um, Mother, and you're looking at those people around you in the world and you're like, well, that person is like, you know, like they're the head of their company or they're, you know, driving this kind of car or they're, and you start to compare and then you start to feel like you're not, again, adequate or you're not doing a good job where you are. Then you start to get unhappy with the role that God has given you.
0: But, our role is so beautiful as women. It's my favorite. i've 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 never wanted to work outside of the home at all. It's not my passion. It's not for me. Um, so that makes it a lot easier for me to not want to ignore that role. But I know it's hard for a lot of people, and a lot of people have that. and but we have to be so careful that we don't ignore that because that's how the home was set up. The home was set up to have a husband and a wife and kids. And we each have roles and we can't usurp authority because that's not how that works. And everything's so much better if you follow God's plan for marriage.
1: And I think that a lot of times it gets messed up because people are trying to move outside of the roles that God has designed us for. And, and then they're unhappy in that. And so they keep trying more and more things to fill a void When really what they just need to do is go back to the plan that God has designed for the home, and they would find fulfillment in that if they just look for that.
0: I don't know what lesson it was that we listened to, but we listened to it recently. We listened to a lot of lessons, though, so it's a little lost. I don't know who it was, and I don't know when it was, and I don't know what the topic was, but I know that they said that it's women who work outside of the home tend to feel less Fulfilled, fulfilled, yeah, than women
1: that work inside the home. Yeah, I think it may have been a Think podcast on femininity. Did I say that word right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I think that maybe it was that. Um, And it is very true, but again, it's because they're going outside of the role that God had designed them for. And so they're looking for fulfillment in places that God has not... Um, And
0: it doesn't work like that. God designed you a way. And believe it or not,
1: you're going to be happy with that way if you follow it. And again, going back to guarding your uh, mind and your heart and not letting bitterness and contentment grow. But I think
0: don't compare yourself. Don't compare yourself to
1: other women or to men in general. You know? I think that's a very valid point because I do think that that is part of the issue as well. It
0: is, because it goes like this. This is how feminists think, right? They lose all of their femininity in trying to be more like men, but they are like, well, I'm celebrating my womanhood. You know, They're like, I am just as good as man, if not better. But why is man the standard? We are completely different. We're created in a different way. So, we can't compare ourselves to a man and want to be like that.
1: So, you're a pretty smart girl. I try. I try. <laughs> I like that. And I think it's important, too, going back to the point where you started in Titus chapter 2, when it says, you know, that the older women are to teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, all of this. Like, I think that sometimes. We overlook that because we don't feel like you need to teach someone to love their husband or their children because, obviously, we think of love, you know, this, like, mushy, oh, gushy I,
0: feeling. I
1: love them. You know, so, like, I don't need to teach that mushy, gushy feeling to you. I don't you. think you
0: can teach that feeling. You can't.
1: That's a feeling. But, but you teach them how? Because the mushy, gushy feeling might come and go sometimes. It's not That's not love. Love is an action, and it's a choice. What? Hmm. Hmm. And so that's the part we need to teach is that loving your husband means to submit to your husband. What? That's a you little harder. You just say that. That's to me. not mushy or gushy. That is a choice that Addison's going to have to make every day when she is married to love her husband on days when, you know, maybe. It's maybe he, mad. yeah. Maybe he snaps at her because he doesn't like breakfast, or you know, maybe she's running late, and so like all of those things play into everyday life. But loving one another is not
0: ever an something option that should be in question.
1: Yeah, it's but it's something you do. It's when, you know, when they're sick and they want vanilla ice cream. <clears throat> this happened to mom yesterday. She <laughs> yesterday. experienced it. Yes, like only vanilla ice cream would do, which is totally fine. And you know what? I was like, it's not a big deal. That's an easy thing. I went to the store and bought some vanilla ice cream.
0: My favorite part, though, is that he specifically was like, vanilla bean is the only thing. And then she bought vanilla bean and chocolate chip for the rest of us, and he ate the chocolate chip.
1: He also did have a cup of the vanilla bean first.
0: (laughs) I didn't know that. But, yeah,
1: we went to a gospel meeting, and when we got home, he had also had a cup of the chocolate chip. So uh, it's a good thing I got two um, options. But... But that's that's the whole thing, is that teaching them to love their husbands and to love their children is not that mushy-gushy love that comes easily and naturally. It's the rest of it. It's the doing good for those... A lot
0: of this doesn't come naturally. <laughs> yeah, but look now at... Now that I'm reading it. Especially in today's society. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah, just natural affection even. I mean, I think we live in such a self-centered world that it is more important to people that you go get what you deserve and you look out for you. Well, really, that's not how God designed the home to be. So I listened to a lesson not too long ago, which was really cool, that talked about it was a husband and wife and they were at a conference and first they would have them stand side by side holding hands and to show the friendship that comes in that relationship. And then they would have them turn to to where their backs were together and they were looking out sort of at the horizon kind of around them. Um, And that was the... Excuse me. Sorry. That was the partner idea that, like, everyone's kind of keeping their eye on, you know, the those threats that come against the home and then they would turn and face one another and that was the romantic part of that relationship where, you know, like... You come together and are one. So just all of those different elements within a home and trying to fulfill all of those Mm -hmm. things, those roles. It's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And one that we need to value even more. But I was going to say, last point on Titus (laughs) 2. I know, we're getting a little... It's okay. We've been really wordy recently, though. We have been. There's a lot to talk about in these things, which is funny since we started with really half of a verse when we talked about the yeah. foolish woman.
0: And we both went two different directions, and it's now a 20-minute podcast.
1: Yes. But my the last point I wanted to make in Titus chapter 2, that last bit of verse 5, says the importance of all of these things, like that loving your um, husband and your children and all of these things, that the word of God be not blasphemed. So that is that's big stakes right there. That shows yeah. the importance of that. Role That you as a woman, by your actions within your home, can help the word of God to not be blasphemed. Yeah. So, and you won't tear down your house with your own hands as well. On accident. On accident, yeah. By just remembering to chase out the bitterness. Like, don't let it set in. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Be submissive and...
1: Yeah. Follow your role. Know your role. Know your role. Know your role. And love your role.
0: I love our role. I'm quite
1: content with it actually. It's it really is a beautiful thing when you submit to not only your husband but also God within that role. Like it just his design is so perfect.
0: It's also so much easier.
1: It is because you don't you're not. fight
0: it. It's Works out really well. That's relationship advice. This is this whole thing was relationship advice, actually. So
1: it really what. But the important thing in all of it is that you get to choose your husband. And so when you choose one who loves God and is walking hand in hand towards God with you, it makes it very convenient. It makes it all very easy. I mean, not to say that life is going to be easy, but it makes the submission part. Very easy because you're you're going towards the same thing. It's going to be great. So, that's it. Whoa. Podcast 53. 53. I know we're into the second year. It's crazy because we're into the second year, and we have not missed a single one. We haven't. Sometimes we've recorded back-to-back just to be prepared for weeks at camp or weeks um, on vacation, but... We have made it through, and I have loved every single one of them. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope that you guys have loved them too and have learned something and will go forward loving the role that you have as a woman. And not tearing down your household. That's right. That's it. That's all we have to say today. No. No. One more thing. Oh, what is it? Well, we always say, do thank we? You. See, do we? We do. Do we say thank you? Thank, thank you. you.
0: <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage
1: you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.